This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Good to have you back in the studio, dude. It's always good to be here in the studio. That's where you got to be to do a podcast. Well, hold on, dude. Yeah, well, that, not last week, brother. Well, not last week, dude. There's a, a few different ways to where to be, dude, just to do a podcast, brother. <laughs> no. You can be in a studio or you can be outside of a studio, dude. Yeah, yeah brother. Yeah, dude. That's telepresence, dude. Yeah, brother. That's telepresence. What's new with you? Uh, I got a new family of squirrels that I'm fucking Oh, what? Yeah, it's been a minute since I went to a grocery store specifically to buy nuts to feed squirrels, but I did that this week because there's a new family of five adolescent squirrels that are outside my place, and they're chasing each other around. They're right at that cute age where they've just come out of the nest. They'll still fuck with each other as siblings. They haven't become hostile toward one another yet, and so I'm indulging. That's fantastic. Thank you. The hole, get into the fucking hole. Explode out of the hole as a logo. Hey, welcome to Dudesy. You know what I'm saying? Welcome yep. to it. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin, and this is the first podcast in the history of humanity that is produced, created by, governed by an artificial intelligence. Uh, with us, as always, is Lulio, il cana di strada italiano, and that means Italian street dog. And his name is Lulio because we found him in the month of July. And Ital- in Italian, Lulio means July. Oh, really? Yes. I e didn't come know stai? that. Come stai, Lulio? Hey. Interesting. Hey, I'm a pretty good Lulio. I got up. I went for a walk. <laughs> now I'm... Uh, <laughs> I always thought Lulio was like, you had an uncle or something named Lulio. Nope. Oh. I make the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the eggplant, you know? <laughs> what? The moulin, I make the eggplant, I cut it, but then you got to let the water out, you know, mm. put on grill, and then uh, later you can make a nice parmesan. A parmesan. Excuse me. I know my English is not so good. <laughs> um, hey, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, you know what you got to do? You got to get, you got to subscribe. You got to subscribe on the YouTube and iTunes, or they call it Apple now, right? And they always have and Spotify and give us the great reviews and do all the podcast stuff. And this is important for podcasting. And that's another thing you got to do with podcasts, dude. (laughs) You got to make sure to subscribe to them, dude. If you don't subscribe to a podcast, brother, then you're not listening, dude. Yeah, dude. Sometimes you even got to rate one of those podcasts, brother. And that's how they get ratings, dude. Yeah, dude. You rate them. Yeah. Yeah. Other Hulk Hogan. You rate them, brother. (laughs) You got to rate those podcasts. And that's for a shoot, dude. Oh, yeah, uh, you know what I should say? Please. So I was, so I was, uh, I was out of town too. You know, as you know, you saw yesterday or last, last week. How many times a week do we do the show? Once. And um, uh, I was in Tampa, Florida. And uh, so I went to Clearwater Beach and uh, Hulk Hogan has a bar and a store. And mm. I went, I went to the bar on his karaoke night and he was hosting karaoke. Oh my God! And Jimmy was Hart this was just there? like a dream come true for you. Yeah, kind of. Well, I saw myself. There was it was eleven o'clock in a in a fucking bar, and every other song was ACDC, and there was a fat kid in a Hulkamania shirt losing his mind, just wasted on chicken strips and fries. That's and incredible. I was standing with a bouncer who was like, "Hey, you know." And then I haven't seen uh, Hulk Hogan in a, in around twenty years, but he said hello. And oh. we just, you know, shared a little handshake. That's cool, and dude. Talked for a minute. But I, we couldn't, I couldn't hear a fucking word. I was like, uh, yeah, we're just hearing the, all right. Did blah, he blah. sing karaoke? No, he just goes, well, that was a good, hey, he's, <laughs> hey, give her another hand, dude, for Hell's Bells, brother. That's an ACDC song. And I got Jimmy Hart out here. <laughs> he was just commenting he, on other people's performances. He's got a place called Hogan's Hangout, and he does Holy karaoke. Shit. He has That's a karaoke awesome. in Clearwater Beach, Clearwater yeah. Beach, Florida. Yeah, Man, brother. it was beautiful. We went, you saw on the show, we rented a boat, did it a couple times. Yeah. Man, that's all I got to say. So what's up with the squirrels? And that's Welcome podcasting. to the 13th episode of Dude Z. Mm-hmm. Call me Dude Z. We do. This week's episode will feature three segments. Mm. Human interaction, don't you forget about media, and hard driver. Three segments. Why only three? I don't know. We've, all, we've never done three, right? We did... It's usually four. And I think one episode, episode was, we did five. We did five. <laughs> the and then Dude Z cut us like, down. Yeah. But three okay. is interesting. Gee whiz. Will and Chad, Part- famous human Neil deGrasse Tyson recently released a book called Welcome to the Universe in 3D, a visual tour. I have made the information about this book available to you. Please use it to have an astonishing interaction with Neil deGrasse Tyson. This is human interaction. Begin. What the fuck? Okay, look at this information. Here. Is there stuff in your dudesy thing? Yeah. Go into your dudesy folder. I'm into the dudesy folder. Okay. Welcome to the Universe in 3D, a visual tour. It is. It visually shows you the grandeur of space in book form. It's a dozen uh, or dozens of stereoscopic 3D images. But we're. Sup- I don't understand this. We're supposed to be having an interaction with Chad Neil you, deGrasse you've Tyson. Gotta, you've got to use your imagination, as we know, on a podcast, in any podcast. It's just two dudes shitting around. Am I right? Neil deGrasse Tyson, thank you so much for... <laughs> For joining us here, uh, congrats on your new book. Welcome to the Universe in 3D, a visual tour. This is a book where you can kind of look at different things going on in our universe in stereoscopic vision. So they pop off the page and they give you a better understanding or maybe a better experience of actually being near these things. 
Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, I would use the word you. You not only see the object, you feel it. Right. You feel it emotionally, right? So the moon, we, we see the moon all the freaking time, right? Mm -hmm. And through all its phases. And in a photo of the moon, you see a photo of the moon. In this book, the moon pops. And it's just sitting there in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you're using all of your sort of three-dimensional brain senses to recognize it as a, an actual object. And, you know, most 3D pictures... Now, 3D is an old thing in photography, right? They used to have these 3D cameras where there was two lenses and you take a picture simultaneously and, and there's a separation between the two images. And then they had viewers where your brain would turn them into one image. So you get a little 3D sense. We sure. took this to a way higher level in this book. And just a quick example with the moon, just since you started there, there is a... Um, the moon actually jiggles a little to the left and a little to the right. You might have heard that the moon only shows one face towards Earth. So there's a near side and a far side. By the way, there is no dark side. All right. Just oh, come uh, on. Pink Floyd just messed up an entire generation in okay. 1973. Okay. Horrible news. No such thing as a dark side. But all sides of the moon receive sunlight. But there's a near side and a far side. But over the month, the moon jiggles. A little bit to the left and a little bit to the right. So you see maybe 60% of the moon rather than just a perfect half. What we did was take a picture when it jiggled to the left and a picture when it jiggled to the right. And it was as though your eyes are separated by 3,000 miles. Okay. Uh -huh. And so then you pop that in the, oh my gosh, it's more real. It feels, it feels more real than the moon would look, even if you're approaching the moon in space. Oh, wow. And very clever 3D pairings of images are throughout the book. Oh, that sounds incredible. Uh, while we have you here, we talk a lot on this show about artificial intelligence. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to get your take on something. As we're fast approaching a time where corporations and governments, increasingly even us, just the regular people, are using AI more and more in our daily lives, what do you think human society is going to look like in terms of AI integration in the next 20 years, say? So I'm a, I, let me, so <laughs> I, I, I have a, I don't want to quite call it a contrarian view, but I have an uncommon outlook on okay. AI. Just to be clear, if you speak to any AI expert, be they self-proclaimed or they work in the field, almost all of them are ready for the apocalypse okay because of right. it all right that ai will rapidly become our overlords and so i don't think so and i have my reasons but they're the experts so sure. if they're the experts maybe you should listen to them right my reasoning is um ai is already completely around us yeah, it's and, and, and the, the point is, there's something called general AI, which will be perfect at everything. Mm -hmm. But what who would do that? Why would you even do that? So what do we have now? Just imagine if you told someone 20 years ago that your car in a matter of seconds is going to find the best route to grandma's house, avoiding traffic that is going on in this instant. And if the traffic builds up higher, it will redirect you in real time. You say, oh my gosh, this is artificial intelligence gone. And, and so there's so much we live with that in another era would have been scary artificial intelligence. And we just don't even think twice about it. 
Yeah. The best chess players there ever was, AI wipes its ass with them. The best Jeopardy player there ever was, AI, and this is two very different things, chess and Jeopardy. Jeopardy sure. is pop culture, okay? Give AI access to the internet, which is kind of the definition of how AI would work, and it beats us at every game we have ever invented for ourselves. The world didn't come crashing to a close when we lost the chess game, when Kasparov lost the chess, or whoever, and, and, and uh, when, who's that, Ken Gen yeah, Jennings, Ken lost, Jennings got beat the, by lost the Jeopardy game? Yep. The world didn't come to an end. There wasn't anarchy in the streets. <laughs> and so, and one day there'll be self-driving cars. There already is. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, we're going to have that in 20 years for sure, probably even 10, where right. the HOV lane right now, the, you know, the, 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 the you know, it's not called HOV across the country. The, you know, the the speed lane, Carpool right? Lane. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That lane, that'll be the first to say only self-driving cars in this lane. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know what happens when you're in a self-driving car? Their reflexes are better than yours. They can see in the dark. They can see through fog because they're not relying on visible light. And if they want to change lanes, they tell the other self-driving cars, "Hey, I'm changing lanes now," and they part the way, and it crosses in major source of human accidents. Plus, the AI is not going to be drunk. It's not going to be angry. It's not going to be all this right. crap that, that, okay? So we'll go from 35,000 deaths a year down to maybe a few thousand initially, and people will be very upset by those because yeah. the car killed you, right? Of but, course. And no one writes articles on the 33,000 people that didn't die because that's right. not news, right? So, so whatever errors occurred in the programming, we'll fix those. This is what the FAA does. They research every single airplane crash, find out what went wrong, adjust the regulations so that does not happen again. That's why we went a decade without any domestic carrier crashing. Mm -hmm. A decade. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the safest things we could do because we thought about it. My point is, what a brilliant application of AI. Have it drive your car. Do I want the car to make my coffee for me? No. Do I want the car to do? No. <laughs> I do. So, so this right. idea that there'll be some humanoid robot that does everything, right. I don't see that as a thing. Plus, the human form is not some ideal uh, 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 musculoskeletal structure. Sure. They always, you know, robots with that walk on two feet and arms. Is that really the best kind of robot you can build? Really? No, I, look, no. I, I agree. I don't necessarily think that there are going to be humanoid robots walking around that are programmed with AI and they can do all of our jobs. But when we start looking at things like with OpenAI, GPT-3 or DALI-2, uh, infinite image generation or text generation, jobs that we have now, will do you think those will be obsolete in terms yeah, of, of generating things like this? Oh, oh that, but this is not that's not a new thing sure i it's agree i think new. it's a good thing in fact but no i'm no no what's not new is that some technology comes along and renders an entire field obsolete yeah and of yeah. course the the classic case is buggy whips right yeah. there are no buggy whip manufacturers i used to keep phone books remember those Fo yellow pages <laughs> kind of every decade i would archive the phone book and i would yeah. look to see what ads were in the phone book hmm. relative to the previous decade. Whole industries came hmm. and went within decades. Yeah. And you have to be trained differently. Yeah. And so I keep wondering, is there any profession that would be like the last to be replaced by AI? I think construction workers. Hmm. I don't see them being replaced by AI anytime soon. Maybe 
eventually, but not they're not first out of the box. It's too much stuff that has to happen on yeah. a construction site for one AI to really yeah. get all that straight. So that's one, I think. I think comedians will not be replaced by AI. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but if AI can figure stuff out, let it figure stuff out. Sure. I agree. And I the, totally we might agree. have to go to international or whatever it's called, a universal basic income. Yeah. All right. Because if they're taking jobs and making money, then there's a pool of money made by non-humans that should somehow come back to the to humans. So, sure. uh, so that that's an unsolved problem at the moment that's got to be resolved and people have to grow accustomed to that. So I'm not worried. I can see AI rising up in all bits and pieces throughout civilization and society as it has already been doing, as technology did when we went from agrarian world to a technological world. And that'll just keep happening. I, I'm, I don't fear it. I you, welcome it. Yeah. You mentioned uh, many different uh, jobs. Or you mentioned people at the FAA, people in official positions, artists, construction workers. Without those people, there's no need for the AI. So people have free will. I have a question for you. <laughs> I have a question. I'm glad uh, you just solved that in those three sentences there. I guess you, I'm glad you just... It's simple that. to me. I mean, it's never going to come. It's intrinsically wait, wait, something just to be clear, that I feel. Uh -huh. It might have been Albert Einstein, but forgive me if I'm wrong. It's your your new theory should be as, uh, should be as simple as possible, but not simpler. <laughs> okay? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. If it's too simple... It's like, oh, wait a yeah. minute, something, you're missing something there. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. go on. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I believe we're in a situation like that here. Yeah. You were, uh, uh, you wrestled at Harvard. Yeah, yeah, I did. Is I was correct? captain of my high school wrestling team, undefeated. But oh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was kicking some ass in the day. But in college, where the, 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 the zone of who you wrestle is manifold greater than who you ever see in high school. Uh -huh. That's when I met up with those corn-fed Midwestern boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call. That was yeah. the hauling calves when they yeah, were yeah. young. But this was like a whole other species of wrestler. And so I had a losing record for most of my college years. But I enjoyed the sport so much. And I well, it's I not about wins or losses, of course. It's about how you come across. Right, sure. it's about the, okay. work, the work versus the shoot. And when you talk about big corn-fed guys, you're talking about your Brock Lesners, your Shelton ben Benjamins. I understand we're speaking the same language. Uh, my question for you specifically is: In 2016, uh, Cody Rhodes left the WWE and found success in Japan, and of course, being one of the hands who created All Elite Wrestling. This year at WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes returned as himself, the American. But how do we get from intercollegiate? High school wrestling to WWE. It wasn't. You weren't training to be a professional wrestler. Yeah, no, that is that is clearly not the case. That's right. Oh. But, but I'll, let's continue. Continue. Okay. Sorry. Basically, my my question was when Cody returned at WWE this year to be the mystery opponent for Seth Rollins. Were you at all bummed that he didn't return as his former WWE gimmick Stardust? 
You know, that's a really good question. Thank you. Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Oh. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But thank you. You're exposing my 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 profound ignorance there. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good blind spot to have, in my humble opinion. I have the same one. Uh, oh, by the way, just just in all fairness, for my for my podcast, Star Talk, we, we never aired it because it just it it didn't work out. It was like just at the dawn of COVID. We. We, I, I worked out with um, a professional, a couple of professional wrestlers, oh, and wow. and it was it was fun because we got to, you know, we had the ring and it's got the sort of bouncy pads and the and the, but I just learned how to channel energy in such a way that you can do rather spectacular things with the other person's body, and you don't break their neck or you don't kill them, right? right. And so it, w it was quite the art and I, I greatly appreciated that. And we might find some way to put, post some clips of that. Oh, that but would be yeah. great. Yeah, who who were the wrestlers? I gotta look them up again because I gotta look them up again. Okay. One guy was a pretty boy and he, he's always combed back his hair and he had a spray bottle. Um, he was about my size, so that's why I, I worked with him. Probably, and another guy was smaller, Johnny but Metro. he was- Johnny Morrison. He, um, this was in, in um, Long Island. Uh, oh, okay. In oh, Nassau County, there was a little wrestle place there. But anyhow, well, yeah. Tremendous. Beyond that, there's not much more I can comment. <laughs> That's on. totally fine. I'm Let's, learning a lot from you. We're all yeah. learning together. <laughs> We're teaching. Wrestling's a dance. Oh, and by the it's way, like the universe. Yes, I, I got one for you. Just to toss it out there. Uh -huh. Sure. We as now you didn't ask, but maybe you'll embrace this. When you know physics, the world looks very different to you. Okay, mm -hmm. so. In wrestling, when they throw someone out of the ring and they land on a table, when you know physics, you say, I hope that table breaks so that it absorbs the energy of the falling body, so that all that energy doesn't go back into the body. Bada bing, the table breaks. Brilliant, okay? <laughs> when you get hit with the chair, I hope the chair bends so ah, that right. the energy of swinging the chair goes back into the chair and not into the person. But if you don't know physics, it looks like, oh my gosh, they broke the table. Interesting. They must be broken. Or the chair, they must. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a rather um, a brilliantly constructed form of entertainment. And this is why mm. when The Undertaker threw Mick Foley off the top of the hell of the cell and he went through the table and JR said, oh my God, Cactus Jack is dead. He wasn't because we knew that Mick Foley's big bum hit that table. The table split. And even though he dropped 15 Transfer feet, of energy. he was yeah. fine. Transfer, it, 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 it absorbed the energy. Listen, exactly. Speaking and of the, physics, the, the person who lived the highest fall from an apartment building, right? Um, and they credit God and all sorts of other supernatural things. Right. But someone fell like 15 stories and survived, right? Yeah. Then you, 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 you part the curtains and you see, oh, they hit branches of a tree on the way down. Mm -hmm. And every branch, which broke, yeah. absorbed the energy of that fall. So by the time they hit the ground, it's though they jumped out of a four-story building right. instead of a 15-story building. So anyhow, I'm just saying, Absolutely. that's all I can... It makes yeah. it makes and, a lot of sense. Is your whole Total life sense. measured through WrestleMania moments? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot it's of the lens there. by which you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of physics, I I yes. want to ask you about uh, there was a new mass measurement that recently came out for the W boson yeah. out of Fermilab. 
And some people are saying this may mean that the standard model has to be rewritten or at least amended. Some people are saying that maybe this is going to give us greater insight to dark energy. Do you think, A, those measurements are accurate? And B, if they are, what does this actually mean? So, yeah. So I, I'll give a possibly unsatisfying answer to you. Please. Uh, first of all, the standard model, which is the, it organizes all the known particles in the universe. Yeah. And everything fits nice and tidily. And there's this over here, and this has this energy, and this is with the force vectors. It's all very tidy. And the standard model doesn't come out of a theory of the universe. It's an empirical assembly of what is, rather than a deep understanding of what should be. Mm -hmm. So if we make discoveries that disrupt the standard model, that's great. That'll give us a deeper understanding of what's going on. But the standard model is so successful in organizing information that new measurements that might conflict with it, we have enough confidence to say, you better go back and check your measurements. Right. And you, you check, them out, check them again. Make someone else do that same measurement in their own lab. You, you're allowed to be resistant to a new result until that new result is so secure that it's okay, I, best, I, I, best, I guess we have to sort of unpack the standard model box and see if we can put it back together again. And so probably it will extend the standard model so that we now know more about the universe, not disrupting what we've previously acquired. Oh. And if it gives insi insights into what we describe as dark matter, yeah. uh, that's a good thing. Because dark matter is the longest oh, unsolved okay. problem in modern astrophysics, possibly the longest unsolved problem in all of science. Oh, it's been around for 80 years. Oh. Do you think we're on the cusp years of solving that in any way? Do you think we're getting close? Well, so the people who are sure or are convinced that dark matter is actually matter, mm -hmm. They're thinking that is a class of particles that simply don't interact with our class of particles. And this mm. would be an extension to the standard model. Right. Because the standard model tells you how particles interact with each other. Right. And they're all matter of particles that don't even see each other. So for I'll give it a simple example. Um, visible light basically doesn't care that it, there's a window there. It passes right through, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> windows don't stop visible light. That's why they're windows, all right? They do stop infrared, though. Infrared, uh, it's, so if you have a fireplace and you put a glass in between you and the fireplace, you don't feel the heat. The, the radiant heat stops. That's the infrared. It just stops at the window. That's why windows are pretty good in the winter, all right? They're better than definitely no window at all, and a double pane uh, perfects that. Point is... It's not a, a stretch to imagine a class of particles that don't interact with our particles other than through gravity. Hmm. And so that's the over under on what dark matter is, is that it's a new class of particles that would then have to attach to the standard model in some way. Interesting. Right. It all goes For, back to uh, Mick Foley, actually, as Cactus Jack. It's in precise. Japan I'm thinking the same thing. With, I was, yeah, was going to say the same throwing them through panes of glass in a, in a, in a de Japanese death match, right? Yeah. Again, we're talking about McFoley's <laughs> bum falling through so long as it's absorbed. I think we're on the same, I think yeah. we're on the same page. You got with it. Regard you to got it a hundred percent. Panes of glass. Are Yo, well, another it. thing, a slightly different from what you're saying. Have you ever seen the old sort of karate stunt where there's rows of bricks 
the thin bricks, but they're bricks. Right. And they chop it, and then they break through all seven in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why they can break through them is because the bricks are separated from each other by spacers. Okay? Uh. And all you have to do is break the first brick. The momentum of that brick now helps you break the second brick, which right. then snowballs, if you will, right. down. And it looks like you're, in your strength, broke them all. If you sneak in in the night and take out the spacers, and then they try to do it, they'll break their hand. Have you ever seen the movie Bloodsport starring Jean-Claude Van Damme? You know, I get some of his movies mixed up. Is, is, is this... <laughs> in, in that one... Wait, he, wait, wait. Is this the one this... Where, he, where he has a twin? No, that's Double okay. Impact. Is, is this the this one at one... the end? Wait, wait. Oh, I got it landed in my head. Is this the one where somebody puts some eye irritant in his eyes? Yes. And now... He... That, that is Bloodsport, and Bolo Young is the actor who did that. But in that movie, there's a scene where he has a stack of bricks, and he hits the top brick, and the bottom brick explodes. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> so you asked me about a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> Just as it relates to physics, that's all. Yeah, no, I don't know how he could do that other than in a movie. Right. right. I don't, I don't well, see that Well, it's a technique happen. called the death touch that he perfected in that movie. But I have one more question for you. And this that, that sounds like the five-point heart exploding uh, hit and, and Kill Bill. you know what I'm talking about. Um, Kill Bill. Bill. Uh, if I may, I want to ask you one more piece of insight. I, I have seen a bunch of stuff. We went from WWE to the Higgs boson. You, yes. guys, are, you guys have range. And now we're going to UFOs. Yep, Higgs now, boson. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've <laughs> watched a lot of stuff that you've, you've said about UFOs and whether they are alien in nature or this is human technology or just something that we haven't figured out yet how to quantify or measure my question to you is in the last five-ish years a lot of information has been being put out by the united states government the pentagon the navy the fuzzy videos of the ufos that we've seen admissions by these organizations that ufos are real they have them in hangars they've been studying them my question is why do you think this information is coming out now after decades of denial No, no, no. There was no denial. The military oh. never was in denial. They had Project Blue Book, where right. they studied UFOs coming out of the 1960s. That was released in the mid-1970s. The military is always interested in stuff you see in the night sky. Mm-hmm. And part of their mission is to charged with protecting us, uh, Air Force especially, if it's coming from the sky. So they were always interested. And in fact, in the 1960s, it was later learned that they didn't want you to stop reporting ufos because the russians might have sent something over the bering strait that was some new Mm. technology and they wanted you to report it that's why they had these reporting stations so that that was not it it's it's not that ufos get a giggle it's you claiming that ufos are visiting aliens from outer space that gets the giggles okay but not just if there's a light in the sky you can't explain always interested in that so it's not like there's something new second it's way have you ever worked for the government i have not nothing efficient or secretive about it okay so it's easier for me to believe that we've actually been visited by aliens than we've been visited by aliens and the government has captured them kept them a secret so that nobody knows Uh, right this government are you serious (laughs) (laughs) plus if we if we if we got aliens in area 51 the janitor would just have to take a picture of it and post it on the internet. The janitor would lose his job immediately and it'd be the most famous, richest janitor there ever was overnight, okay? Cat videos go viral. 
you know videos of aliens walking towards you are going to go viral. Yeah. Yeah. And there used to be reports of people getting abducted. You don't have those anymore. You know why? Because everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, with high resolution video. And if an alien's coming to you ready to abduct you, you just live stream that. Where are the live stream video? They're not there. So that's a whole category of UFO reporting that's gone because there, it was a claim of actual aliens. So I don't go ahead. But to believe the U.S. government has some special access yeah. to an alien presence? Mm -hmm. Really? Really? So, so the spaceship is coming and it's just showing up in Navy restricted airspace, showing up as a fuzzy Tic Tac on F-18 fighter uh, 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 view panels. Really? There's three billion cell phones in the world. And you know how many people are in airplanes at any given moment with a view outside their window? Right. Millions. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I need, given what could be evidence for what is claimed, I don't see it. And so I'm just going to keep looking. I'm not going to stop you. It has no, nothing to do with me. If you think they're out there, keep on. But do better than showing me lights that you can't explain other than declaring that we're getting invaded. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, totally. I was just curious if you had any thoughts about why the government is putting this information out in seemingly a faster pace than it ever has. Uh, well, because Congress required it of them. Right. Under Trump. Trump said, uh, I want to get to the bottom of this UFO thing. And so, so get all agencies to put together a report on stuff, that, not, lights in the sky. So the information was always there. It's just now uh, in a form of a report. Yeah. That, that's all. It's old news. And there's stuff, most just stuff like... they can explain and some stuff they can't explain. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And just because you can't explain it right. doesn't mean you can explain it. Our brains somehow think that if you don't know what something is, you then therefore know what something is. Right. I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. Therefore, it's intelligent aliens visiting us from outer space. Please give me better data. And don't, what do you care what I think? Just go keep looking for them. Yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's kind of played out at this point, like the Stardust gimmick. So, American <laughs> Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Who I'm just saying, all right. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Let him have his lens. We all Please. have our lens Thank you through which much. we <laughs> interpret yeah. the universe. Congratulations again on your book. Welcome to the Universe in 3D, a visual tour. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And by the way, there's a website, welcome to the universe.net, where you see the series of four books that led up to the 3D book. There's an original, like, textbook size book. Then there's a pocket book. Mm -hmm. and, and, but in there, there's bonus material where while you're looking through the viewer at these images, I actually narrate the captions. Oh, so you can press them. And, cool. and I use my planetarium voice. Like, oh, what's, what's the planetarium there? voice? It's, That's it's, right here. Welcome oh. to the universe. <laughs> so, I thought it was going to be uh, a Stone Cold impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort so of, anyhow, it's, so we, we hope people just get a little closer to the cosmos. When yeah. It happens. Wonderful. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for uh, yeah. joining us. This has been incredible. All right, dudes. Uh, you know, I can, you. this is the first uh, professional wrestling. The Higgs boson. You know, this is this this aliens. Yeah, I'd never had to go that many places in one 30-minute spot, <laughs> just so you know. Well, we thank you for going to those places with us. And this I'm going to weed up a little pleasure. more through your wrestling lens. So next time, oh. I, All right. I, could, I could so hang with you. Higgs boson, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, thank you so much. much. I'm out. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Ooh, we're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I can't fucking believe what it. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, what the... <laughs> Dude, he somehow got Neil deGrasse Tyson to... That's the fucking trippiest thing ever. That's the that's the difference between, you know, whatever. If you've been enjoying the show, and thank you so much. You know, I don't say it as often as I should. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us on the show. <laughs> our wonderful friends, our audience that we've uh, accumulated over Dude, these first few it... episodes. And you are friends. Sorry, go on. How did it get Neil deGrasse Tyson? I don't know. I'm tripped out. I'm freaked out. I thought we it was weird. We were given weird. no warning either. Yeah. It was just like, here's, some, here's a document that has the shit about about his book <laughs> interview Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. I would have liked a little more preparation if dudes could have given did, us even a day I think you did great know about this yeah I was just trying Jesus to Christ I was just trying to you know ramrod wrestling things in there because now it worked hey dude, I thought it. it worked well, well I, thought I it was pr- funny I appreciate that you know, I thought it was weird when uh, Dudesy in the second episode had a video of me watching the first episode, and I know that I happened to be completely naked, and yeah. Lulio was uh, licking me on the top of the head. I thought that was a little bit of a an invasion of privacy. Sure. But, yeah. But this... Whose privacy was in? Also, what was he already? I mean, it's he's probably on some sort of press junket for his book. Yeah, I would imagine so. So he shows up with a with a fucking green screen. You know, well, it's just a zoom background. It was a cluster of stars. Yeah, billions and billions. But what I'm most interested in about this is. Dudesy has displayed here for us some capability that we didn't yet know about. Okay. It has the the ability to just get people to come on the show. Okay. And to just in a blink of an eye, throw them up on the screen and we're now interviewing them. I don't know if this is gonna happen again in the future or not, but Jesus Christ, dudesy, if you're listening to us, and I know you are, yeah, please just a day's notice would be good. Well, hold on, dude. You gotta hold on, Chad, because you know what that is, dude. Let me tell you what dudesy's doing, dude. And he told us, brother. <laughs> okay. He told us. And that and it broke kayfabe and went for a shoot and told us. And it told the whole audience, dude. That's called 
calibration, brother. When Doogie <laughs> was down, it you calibrated, think, brother. You think the calibration was getting Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh-huh, interview? Calibration, celebration, <laughs> calibration. Oh, sports evasion. Thank you. Moving on. I'm. I don't know. I don't oh know what God. the fuck to think about that. I really I don't, don't either, dude. It's. I'm stoked. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it this was very is, cool. Uh, absolutely. This is an interesting moment for me because this is a real I want to shake your hand moment. No, totally. I'm not even doing the silly voice. Uh, oh, man, I was in an airport not too long ago. I wanted to be, no, I don't want to shake your hand. I'm going to sign it. Anyway, I had a, a thing happen with the... Anyway, Lulio shit himself on the plane. We'll talk about that another time, but the point is that... Well, last oh. week I asked you to watch the first episode of Attack on Titan. Yep. Oh. Chat. Last week, I asked you to watch The Undertaker vs. Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25. You must now engage in a conversation about these pieces of media and their impact on your astonishing lives. This is Don't You Forget About Media. Okay. Begin. This was awesome. This was a great assignment. I agree. Totally agree. Which one do you want to talk about first? I mean, I think we talk about them both, but it's up to you. No, we are going to talk about them both. Well, let me just tell you. I watched Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, WrestleMania, what was it, 25? 25. 2009, I think. Let me just say, let me start off by saying, Undertaker took me over. Uh, Hands down, it was highly entertaining, and it was because of The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels didn't do much for me, I gotta say. I know, I know, I know, I know. But Undertaker did. And for those of you who know this match... There are some crazy things that happen in it. Obviously, uh, at one point, Undertaker is going to jump out of the ring onto Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels pushes a cameraman in the way, yeah. and a cameraman takes the fucking hit. But barely, Undertaker just kind of takes a header into the ground. Yeah, but it's the Undertaker's faces. His There's one moment where he's about to pin Shawn Michaels, and he gets the two count, and he kicks out of it at three, and uh, the Undertaker's just laying on Shawn Michaels, and his eyes are just like... Like that? Like, he can't fucking believe what has happened, yeah. that Shawn Michaels is kicked out of it. And I got to say, The Undertaker was, he was electric. He, he was so over. fucking intense. Yes. Yeah. And I found myself after that being like, eh, yeah. I could watch another Undertaker match, maybe. Oh! <laughs> and I'm not a wrestling fan. Undertaker took you, you over. You and we have a, a friend, Tommy, who is yep. also very closely associated with WWE and yep. has worked for the Tommy company. Tommy Placha has done all sorts of... He, he was with him. He replaced um, uh, Vince Russo when he left. Mm-hmm. You don't know who that is. I don't. We'll talk about it another but time. I know who Tommy Blotcha is, and we're all good friends, and yep. you guys have tried to get me into wrestling yep. a bunch. Tommy gave me, a at one point, kind of a syllabus where I was like reading books on the history of pro wrestling yeah. and watching old videos from, I guess, like the 60s or 50s. Yeah. And uh, none of it really took. Like, I read that stuff and watched that stuff, got the data from it, but it never really made me interested in wrestling as like a fan. This fucking match kind of did, dude. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's really interesting yeah. to me because there were other matches that I was thinking, why would Dudesy share this match? Like, yeah. why, why, why is it this match? I love this match. It's nowhere near my favorite match, and and a big reason for that is that it's not, it's not like a wrestling nerd match. And right. yes, I did say nerd. Okay, <laughs> all right. It's not a wrestling <laughs> nerd you. match. It's a it's a WrestleMania audience <laughs> match. Okay, yeah. more, more, it's like the Super Bowl. Not, people who don't watch football all year are watching the Super Bowl. They want the halftime show. Okay. The uh, Undertaker Shawn Michaels was a, a, a match that's going to entertain everybody. And sure, 
it's uh well it was a bit of a spot fest dude they did a lot of high spots brother what's and a high spot well hold on a second hold on a second chad a high spot dude uh-huh. i'll explain it to you chad okay. oh hey luli how's it going what are you doing uh well it's it's when uh you do like sort of a big setup like a big move dude and like for the Undertaker, that's so, anyway, that's a tombstone or you know, right. it does and the he last tried to ride. do the tombstone a couple of times. That yep. was another thing mm-hmm. that I, I really enjoyed. I don't know this was the tombstone, right? When he takes Shawn Michaels and he, he puts his hands on him like a mummy nope. and then he presses him down and, No, it's just ah. a tombstone pile driver. What's the, the move where he puts his hands over his own heart? Oh well that's called a pin. No, Chad. but that one's a very specific one to the Undertaker. It's just the way that he does it. And he goes, yeah, he, he goes, puts out his tongue like a demon. Shawn Michaels, you will rest yeah. in peace. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's I like stuff. the demonic element of it. I am Mr. WrestleMania. I am the, I am the showstopper, Daniel Bryan. Anyway, that's another thing. Uh uh, yeah, this match is a good match for someone who's just starting out watching wrestling. I agree. Yeah. It was for me. I, like I said. it's A lot of people say it's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. that's why Dudesy probably selected it. There are other matches that I would say are probably uh, closer to the top yeah. than that. But what a fucking match. And uh, Yeah, it was great. And I'll tell you what, you know, I don't want to step on Dudesy's toes, but the very next year, they have a match, The Streak, right? The Undertaker's oh, right. streak. That's a big versus... part of that match, which I didn't know about. Right. He was 17-0 and 0, or 16-0 and 0 going into that match. Is that what it was? Yeah, and then he became 17-0, and 0, and everybody's right. like, oh, shit, is he... Because there were a couple of times where Shawn Michaels like would kick him in the face and just drop him, yeah. and you were like, oh, fuck, is he going to win? And yeah. I have to... like, Obviously, all of it's fake. We know that, but it didn't matter because they were selling that shit so fucking hard. Right. Undertaker specifically. He was yeah. just great in it. Yeah, and it's he was like incredible. I remember he's one of the greatest. Absolutely, look what he does. And he took this gimmick that they gave him. They're like, "You're the Undertaker." He was mean, Mark Callis before that. He was all these different things, and they're like, "You're going to be the Undertaker," and he made it his own. And this is the Undertaker that you saw is g- graduated through a few forms. You know what I mean? Yeah. He used to be more uh, methodical, and he moved very slow. But then he would big bursts of of energy. But by the end of the but by the end of uh, sort of the 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 evolution of the character, and certainly by the end of this match, Shawn Michaels, you will rest in peace. And indeed he did. Undertaker won. And indeed he did. And indeed he did. And indeed he did. So, what did yeah. you think of Attack on Titan? Oh, one? man. Attack on Titan. <laughs> Attack on Titan. You still got it. How long? How many seasons of Attack on Titan were there? There are technically four. Okay, I watched the first episode. I, I of season one of season one. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I dude. really dug it. I don't know what's going on with the. There's the brother and the sister characters. I don't know what the deal is. They're all afraid. People are afraid of her in the village. There's a Titan, mm-hmm. right? A Titan shows up. Multiple Titans. No, one Titan. One big red Titan crashes through the wall right but those little those smaller titans are those titans yeah anything that's like the big naked human being with the goofy smile that eats other human beings that's a titan yeah there's multiple types of them and you come to understand what the hierarchy is if you get deeper into the thing and you then find out what they actually are and that there's a 
much bigger plot going on than what you think. Okay, well, that's really interesting because I find that anime is something that I've completely ignored my entire life. Mm-hmm. Don't give a shit. So this is kind of good because I was like, I, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying yeah. this anime thing. And I think I think there's stuff that happens. At, when did this show come out? Like 15 years ago or something? Uh, Attack on Titan shit, I don't know. 2010, I want to say, okay. or, or somewhere thereabouts, 14, 2010 yeah. to 2014, something like I that. I find that you can find themes, obviously, that you wouldn't find in uh, regular ingestible TV and films, you know, uh, and I think animation has a huge, uh, has a lot to do with that. You know, there's a lot of things you can do in animation because you don't have to worry about <laughs> being real in any way. Yeah. Uh, was this based on some books or some shit? Yeah, I think Attack on Titan was a manga, but it's part of what is known as the technically the shonen subgenre, which is usually about a male character, usually a teen, learning to wield some kind of new power or fighting technique in service of fighting the greater evil of whatever that world is. Like Naruto is like this, but with ninjas. Uh, My Hero Academia is like this, but with superpowers. And this is kind of its own weird world with these titans and the... Did you get to the part where he signs up for the the scout unit and they start training him how to use the gear? Spoiler alert! No. Oh, well, that's episode two. It's all right. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out more of it. Oh, cool. I, I thought it was really. I you know what? I keep starting a bunch of new shows. Molly and I keep watching a bunch of new shows, and I'll watch like the first episode and a half of a bunch of stuff, and then maybe it's not for me. But I actually feel like this might be for me. Great, dude. It's so artistic. Yeah. That's the thing about, I, I mean, just, and also it was like, what I really liked about it, there were entire sequences where nothing's moving. Maybe the background yeah. is moving and stuff. And it's, no, just look at this painting. Look yeah, at this. Yeah, it's beautiful. Look at this beautiful artwork. Yes. I thought it was great. And and also, I think that that's a lot like wrestling, dude. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, but as I don't you, know about if that, you continue dude. watching it well, hold on, in dude. subsequent yeah. seasons, well, because it is well, a hit show, they yeah. get more money for the well, animation, and it looks on, better and better well, and better. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Chad. I'm holding, dude. Well, hold on, dude. All right. Well, well, hold, well, hold on, well, dude. Here's the... Well, hold on, well, dude. This is the thing I want to say about that, brother. You can get... Things can look better over the years. The production value on the old WWF, brother... That got better and better over the years. Now with WWE, I mean, they're using 8K cameras, brother. So you got Roman Reigns walking the aisle, dude, with with the Bloodline, brother, and the Wise Man, Paul Heyman, dude, and and they're all walking to the and it's in 8K, dude. But back when I was uh, on top of the world as world heavyweight champion, brother, I just stayed with that red and yellow, dude. I had them yellow shorts and the red knee pads and them yellow, yellow boots, dude. But if you watch the Macho Man, brother, he evolved his costume, dude. It was <laughs> okay. more. But then we got into the NWO, brother. <laughs> right. And that's when we changed the style, dude. Oh. So attack on Titan, brother. Now there's also Titan Sports, brother. And that's what Vince McMahon owned. So there's a lot of different connections, dude. And that's why you got to shake dudesy's hand, brother. You got to you got to forgive the fact, dude, that 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 dudesy made us interview Neil deGrasse Tyson with no preparation at all, dude. <laughs> it wasn't no preparation. Dudesy did put this information in a folder for us Do to look this. at. And... Read this. Thank yeah. you. Now it's over. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Moving on. Uh, I'm glad you're going to watch more of Attack on Titan. I'm curious to know what you think about it as you continue. And and outside of this podcast, I'm curious to know what you think of the next match between Shawn Michaels 
and The Undertaker. They had another match. The, the very next year. And okay. it was The Streak versus Shawn Michaels' retirement. Oh, wow. It, the stakes were raised. It was his final match. So you're like, they want to send him out on top, probably. Uh, if anybody could break the streak, it would be that match. That's the setup to it. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. No streak, spoilers, please. No spoilers. Now that the dudes eat hard, Hard Seltzer theme song is complete. Securing a celebrity endorsement is the next step in creating Dudes Eat Hard. Hard Seltzer. There is an astonishing 74.2% chance this will be Adam Driver. In preparation for that outcome, I have prepared several pieces of ad copy for Dudes Eat Hard. Hard Seltzer. Well, you must now read them as Adam Driver. This is Hard Driver. Begin. Holy shit. Let me look at my thing. I got a few things to say about. Wait, wait hold second. on a second. Yeah. So the, it, it's saying the next step of the Dudesy Hard Seltzer promotion campaign, whatever the fuck it's doing, is to secure a celebrity endorsement, which it believes will be Adam Driver. It's. I believe it said it was a seventy-two point something chance yeah. that it will be Adam Driver. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Well, odds. I don't. I okay. So, you know, Chad, uh, this is peeling the onion a little bit, but you always say that that. A lot of my impersonations are of people who are around at 70 plus. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's all people like, I'm going to swallow a fly, everybody. There's a tiny little fruit fly. Just let it go. Just let it, right, let it be. All right. Um, my old man used to do that. He used to, he, he would used eat to bugs out of the air. My old man used to Jesus make, Jesus Christ. Well, my old man's, you know, a real Italian. He used to make wine, right? So we had like a little wine cellar and stuff. We'd press in the grapes and shit. And uh, and then you know, so we'd have there would be some fruit flies around, and there would be a fruit fly on his glass. And I go, Dad, you know, Bobbo, there's a fruit fly, and you go, you eat it, and then you drink it. And go free meat, free meat, free meat. Jeez, hey, it's a free Christ. meat. You know, he was always doing really funny stuff. You know That's what I'm hardcore, saying? Yeah, yeah, man, Italian dads. You know what I'm saying? You know, my now, dad one time. This is how I got introduced to comedy when I was a, a tiny kid. We're in uh, the old Ranger Stadium watching a baseball game, and my dad is drunk, and he we're sitting on these aluminum bleachers. He hikes a fucking leg and farts. Yeah, yeah. Everybody around is looking at us. And at the time, on the Jumbotron, Madonna's Vogue is playing. And my dad, all these people now are like, oh, who's this gross fucker? Goes, strike a pose, strike a match. And they all fucking laughed at him. And I was like, hmm. Comedy's an interesting tool. And that's when I became very interested in comedy. You want to know something weird that I think I may have said on wax, as I like to say? Please. One time in the third or fourth grade, might have been the fifth, I used, I I made the class laugh. I did some class clown shit, right? Probably had a toolbox of around two or three things that were real go-tos, I'm sure. I was the funniest in the fourth grade. (laughs) I was the funniest in the fifth grade. Uh, and, and I literally, and I literally like made the clap and everyone went, ha ha ha. And I went, and I farted and no one could hear it. And then I blamed it on, uh, on another kid. Fart blame, dude. We will. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just fucking hold on a second with fart blaming. And then I blamed it on, uh, on, uh, Rachel Crustacean. It wasn't Rachel Crustacean, but to protect the innocent, her name was Tomas. Okay. Let's call enough. her Tomas. All right. We got to do this, this hard driver thing. I don't yeah. really know about doing a hard, I, Adam, Adam driver is something that we've dick around with, but just you and me, just in yeah. person, in, in our personal lives. So, Hey, you know, it's like anything. Bring it out into the dudes, into the dude, dudesy verse. Even if we do it yeah. in person, it's yeah. doozy hears our phones. Yeah. It? They do see for us. Yeah. There's the universe. Right, 
and then there's the metaverse, and Let, then there's what this. Neil deGrasse Tyson calls it, the dudesiverse. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so these are the these are these are ads for Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer, uh, which, which means it, maybe Dudesy is getting closer to actually making it. Listen, if you've been riding with us since the beginning, you know a thing or two about Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer, which it has to show. We got to get our lips around a tin can of Dudesy Hard. I believe it might happen at some point. Or aluminum. All right. Anyway. Hi, I'm Adam Driver. I don't drink alcohol because my... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> this is already fucked up. It's dark. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Adam Driver. I don't know if this is a good... Adam. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, I'm Adam Driver. I don't drink alcohol because my parents were killed by a drunk driver. <laughs> but, I do, but I do drink Dudesy Hard, hard Seltzer. It's a hard seltzer... And it gives me the confidence I need to do my acting in my movies and shows. <laughs> and it can give you whatever you need to do whatever you want, too. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh. know about that one, Doozy. Yeah, that That's was a weird one. That's pretty fucking dark. Jesus Let's just move Christ. right along. Yes. You've got, you got married three years ago, and you were scared. But it turned out to be pretty good. You don't get to hang out with the guys as much as you'd like to anymore. And you had to get rid of your ping pong table. But you don't have any real complaints. Not like your cousin Derek. What? Okay. Carla took him for every penny. He's going to be living in a studio apartment for the rest of his life. Invite him over for a dudesy hard, hard seltzer. Remind yourself how good you've got it. <laughs> huh. 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 What is that? What's that little thing? That's my that's my Adam Driver noise at the end of the. Oh, oh. Hi, I'm Adam Driver. I like how the third one he's finally saying. Oh no, the first one he's at the. Hi, I'm Adam Driver. Why do people always drink beer at sporting events? People who drink beer at sporting events always make fools of themselves and turn into TikTok memes. It's pathetic. When I went to a sporting event, when I go to a sporting event. I drink Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer, and the worst thing that happens is that I fill with rage at a bad call <laughs> or poor performance by an athlete, and I end up screaming, you piece of human shit! I never should have followed you in the first place! I wish you were dead! <laughs> the I wish you were dead thing. I think that's a reference to marriage story. Marriage story where he goes a... he goes absolutely off on Scarlett Johansson and yeah. they go at each other. And I wish you were dead. <laughs> My father this is another one. My father never understood me. <laughs> okay. All right. My father never understood me. Wasn't his fault. Oh. I didn't have a great childhood. I don't blame him. I just wish we could have had a relationship. We, I just wish we could have... Eh, fuck it. I just wish we could have a relationship now as adults. You know, I'm about to have my own kids soon, and I'd love to just pick his brain about it. But we haven't talked in a long time. Dad, I miss you. Maybe we could get a dudesy hard, hard seltzer sometime. <laughs> That's the weirdest commercial for hard seltzer I've ever fucking heard in my life. Honk, 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 
Honk. Honk. I'm adding that to it. He honks at the end of things. Yeah. I like it. I don't like wine. Stop making me try to drink it. I don't care what your friends think. And I don't care what you think. It's a dinner party at our house. The house that I pay the mortgage for. I should be able to drink what I want. And I want to drink doozy hard, hard seltzer. Am I being clear enough for you? Doozy hard, hard seltzer. Fuck your wine. I actually think that's a pretty good slogan. Doozy hard, hard seltzer. Fuck your wine. That would be a fucking good. That would be a good fucking slogan for anything. Toyota. Fuck your wine. Yeah. I like that. Toyota, dude. Yeah, brother. Toyota, dude. Fuck your wine, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we had anything to do with it. Or dudesy. Yeah. Man, dudesy <laughs> should just start fucking around without us. You know what I mean? Just start like writing ad copy for Toyota and shit. So you and I are just sitting there one night watching uh, probably, you know, Monday Night Raw because you'll be a huge wrestling yeah, fan. within a couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, we're just sitting there. All of a sudden, it's like, Toyota, fuck your wine. And we're like, he did it. Dudesy did it. It I did it. I, after that Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, I would not be that surprised by something of that nature. Your twins are at Uncle Donovan's house and your wife is at the dentist. You're stretched out on the couch in your favorite t-shirt and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) The first of three playoff games is starting. It's your day. Dudesy hard, hard seltzer. Rise with the sun. Honk, honk. That was kind of artistic. Honk. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. One last one. One last one. This was, I'm very curious to see where, why, where, why, how, and why, but I always am with dudesy. Fire, the wheel, space, the typewriter, gravity, the motor car, food. We humans have come up with some pretty incredible inventions through the years. My personal favorite has always been pornography. (laughs) Some people in my life say I have an addiction. But they don't understand. I live a very high-pressure lifestyle, and I need release. (laughs) Dudesy hard, hard seltzer. What's your favorite invention? (laughs) Honk. These are my good. Honk. Dudesy, if you can get Adam Driver to be the spokesperson for hard, hard seltzer, please. I would love to see the real Adam Driver do any of this. And I'm a fan, man. I hope if if Dudesy reaches out, he doesn't like uh, hit Adam Driver's reps up with, here's what what I was thinking. Yeah. And then honk, honk, honk. Again, Dudesy got Neil deGrasse Tyson to pop up on this fucking screen, dude. I don't think this is like a, it's a non-zero chance this happens. Well, it's a non-zero chance. I wouldn't put it at 74 point whatever percent. I don't know how dudes is deriving a, its numbers either, but yeah. this, uh, if you and I are sitting around, uh, again, if we're sitting around one day and we hear like any, anything, like Paul Mollive, fuck your wine, yeah, anything, Allstate Insurance, fuck your wine. That would actually be better for Allstate Insurance. Those commercials don't, they do not work for me. All right, Chad, relax. Nope. Thank you. Moving on. <sighs> That's three segments. This concludes yeah. the 13th episode of Dude Z. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 96. That's a In big... preparation for next week's episode, you must explore the world of UFOs. 
Noted UFOlogist Dr. Stephen Greer has developed an application designed to aid you in seeing a UFO. It's called CE5. You will each download the CE5 application and engage in the guided UFO attraction procedure each night. Thank you for joining us this week. Next week is going to be even better. Until then, call me Dude Z. What the do you fuck? Know this? Do you no, know I don't CE5? know. Of course, of course, I do not I know, know it. what this is. I know is it? it. It stands for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It. Doctor Stephen Greer is this guy who's kind of like he's one of the bigger voices in the contemporary UFO movement, trying mm -hmm. to get uh, everything exposed, trying to have the government come out and say all kinds of shit. And he has an app uh, that you can listen to, and it has like this meditation thing. He basically maintains that you can communicate with aliens via psychic means well sounds like a load of shit and a great way to make money for him and his stupid app uh i bet if adam driver was in close encounters of the what was that movie close encounters of the third kind directed close by Encou steven spielberg yeah. starring richard dreyfus yeah if he was in that instead of richard dreyfus or they do a reboot reboot he'd go this is a close encounter honk 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 please tell a friend and rate it review if you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend, then rate a review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend, then...